Why did these three advisors decide to create a club like this? Any past experiences that resulted in the creation of this club? I remember having a conversation with you, Mrs. Dolly, about, and I don't know if we were in my classroom, and I was like, we should do this club. Yeah. And then I remember being, having this voice in my head that was like, no, you're not, you don't know enough yet. You didn't do enough work yet. And you're white. (laughs) And then going to, going back to you and saying, I don't think we're ready yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wanted to, we, we were talking about it for a little bit, you know, let's start this club. You know, we have to have these conversations and, you know, I remember when we ultimately decided to start the club, we said, well, no one else is starting it. You know, we had put out an email to the faculty and saying, like, we would like to do this. Here are our intentions, but we don't want to step on any toes. We we are coming from a place of, of privilege and, and, and such. Um, you know, is there any way, you know, like if anyone wants to help or you know, lead it, you know, we, we want to do this. And, you know, we... We were ultimately, you know, the ones who wanted to do it. And so, you know, Mr. Evans, we, we brought on Mr. Evans and asked Ms. Mailer that just so, you know, just saying, like, here are our intentions. If anyone ever wants to, to, to talk to us or. What about you, Mr. Evans? What was it like from your, your angle? Well, you know, it's funny. Like, I don't I don't fully remember how I how like we all came <laughs> I together. Remember. I just, I just remember, yeah, like the concerns over like, you know, you know, like three white teachers, like look at us, like, you know, if there was any like saberism thing going there, like my concern, but then, uh, ultimately we were the ones who wanted to do it though. That was the, yeah. I do remember having a meeting early on. Yeah. Like a, like an exploratory kind of like just talking about ideas. But I think like, you know, for me, it was even going back to like thinking about where the inspiration for this club came from was kind of going back to the, to the murder of George Floyd. And everything that had happened in the summer of 2020 and getting to, at the end of the year, I do like one final persuasive essay. That's like a think piece. Like if you could change something about the way society works, like what would it be? And I had several students write about their experiences as South Asian students. I had one student write about, you know, her experience being a a mixed student and just talking about, you know, the kind of discrimination the kind of microaggressions that they faced in the school and i was like we have to do like like we've got to do better like we've got to do something about this and and being a social studies teacher students want to talk about these things and it was always kind of like a hush hush forbidden kind of thing like oh we shouldn't talk about these things but in reality they are they're faced with these things every day whether they're personally experiencing it or they're witnessing it they're seeing in their media and it's it really, I think this was the opportunity to, to talk about it and that, you know, destigmatize talking about race and talking about our experiences and giving them a voice. A lot of times with students this age, they don't think they have the right to have a voice because they're so quote unquote young, but they do. They're people now. And I think that's very important for our students to realize that they are people now, that their voice matters. Yeah, and I remember after George Floyd particularly being very, like, emboldened and just upset and, like, that feeling of, like, I have to address this and I can't just go into class and pretend like everything's normal and, like, not even mention what was going on in our country. And I talked to another teacher and they were like, oh, I'm not touching that. You know, like, I'm not going anywhere near that. And it was like, where does that come from and why is that the norm that, like, we can't talk about it? And then Dr. T 
sent out a message to our whole school and was like, I'm going to talk about it. And that just made me so, that just really inspired me. Cause I was like, okay, our leader is saying, I'm going to talk about it. And so we, we were it's supported. Like, it's yeah. like opening a door. Yeah. We were supported. Yeah. And that like, felt, that felt good. And I think that's really important. So, yeah. So it, it, it's nice. We got that support because honestly, not everyone has that support. And that's kind of what we want to do is we, we want to destigmatize it, that it's okay to talk about it. And that the more we talk about it, the more it gets destigmatized and the more that um, we can um, have these kind of conversations throughout the country. Like for me, it was like two thinking about how these are everyday conversations we should be having and the sort of thinking about the everyday experience of students in the school. Um, you know, like we had for a long time, you know, you have your little initiatives, your no-name-calling week, your your little spirit things, where, where so often schools talk about these sort of general messages uh, of, like, inclusion and things like that. But spirit days kind of lose the point of students' day-to-day experiences, I felt. Um, and then there was a kind of like you were saying about um, Dr. T's message, Ms. Nami, uh, I was thinking about something that uh, another supervisor of ours said where it's like, you know, what good are all these days if like your students are still being called a terrorist in the hallway or, or like your students are still be, being called the F slur, the N word in the hallway. Like we need to take care of that cultural problem. We can't have days that unite us if we don't feel, you know, one pajama day is not going to bring us together. If you know, 364 days a year, that person feels like they're an outsider. Yeah, and the same goes for those conversations in a class. Like, you have to build that community first so that yeah. kids feel safe and they feel okay and they feel like they can have those conversations. You can't just one day be like, all right, I don't want to talk about racism today <laughs> because a lot of work has to really be put into it and you have to have a lot of thought and you have to do your own work as a teacher, which is something I'm learning. So it's not so easy, um, but yeah. And, and we continue to grow, and that's we'll always continue to grow, uh, trying to learn and trying to just be better facilitators of conversations and and uh, trying to just to be better humans. I think, you know, I would love for everyone to know who Charlemagne is. That would be super great for, you know, a Jeopardy quiz. But if you leave my classroom or you leave my my club just feeling like, wow, Mrs. Dolly really cared. We had these great conversations. And, you know, I grew a little bit personally than, than I consider myself successful. What makes the club unique? Um, well, uh, I would say just plainly what makes our club unique is that it is the only club right now at HMS that uh, discusses um, issues um, of equality and um, diversity and that we are a club that is, uh, I don't know if it's unique so much as that we have a rolling enrollment. Like when you can come, you can come. There's no pressure to you, you know, there's no homework assignments or anything like that. Just, you know, you want to come, you want to talk in this open forum. Yeah, and I personally think that the club is unique because it does give a lot of opportunities to um, show your viewpoint and just really show what you're passionate for. Yeah, I think the club is unique too, because like Ms. Dolly said, you can go whenever you want. It's not like required to go every time. So it's, and how you can talk about whatever you want. You can bring up like whatever you've heard about recently. Yeah, and we we talk about, we talk the gambit, right? We talk about current events, we talk about past events, we talk about how history has, Um, you know, uh, influenced the the current events. It might even uh, influence the future going forward and how people form opinions. Yeah, because like you can learn a lot from like the discussions. Yeah.
Exactly. Why did we join HMS Cares? So for me, I joined HMS Cares because I'm a person of color. I'm a first generation Indian American, and joining HMS Cares helped me see the insights of other cultures and races and the problems they have to face just because of their color. For Asians, we have to deal with people calling us smart just because of our skin tone. We have to deal with people calling us curry just because we're Indian or so. And that needs to stop because that's just a stereotype and that's just placed on our heads to get rid of the good point of us that we're hardworking and we just want to be the best we can be. I joined HMS Cares because I wanted to learn more about racism and homophobia and I wanted to be able to listen to other people's stories and experiences so I can learn from them and just educate myself better. Yeah, educating yourself better is so important when you have to fight for someone in the future. So South Asian hate is never going to stop. And learning about it and being educated about it will just help the problem become more and more better. Last year in seventh grade, I wrote a think piece story about South Asian hate. And that story really triggered my interest of learning about other races and such. And I found out that my teacher of last year happens to be one of the advisors and his inspiration to make this club was my story. Just a small piece of inspiration though. This really just opened a new eye for me. So I just was like, why not? My literacy teacher of this year was also the other advisor. I joined HMS Cares because I learned a lot over the summer and basically got educated a lot about an issue called Black Lives Matter. And so basically it's a movement against police brutality and was sparked by the death of George Floyd, an innocent black man, last June or May around. It genuinely just opened my eyes to this whole new world, not of positive things, but negative things and how many statistics there are about like police brutality or how many minority people get put into jail each year. And it just genuinely opened my eyes to all of these statistics that I've, I personally haven't been seeing before, all of these topics that I haven't been educated about before. I've kind of been like shielded from everything. And so you start to look at the news, you start to look at current events, and you start to know about these things. But I haven't looked at the news. I didn't look at the current events. I got the wrong notion that news was depressing. Don't look at the news. Don't download Twitter. It has depressing stuff on it. You don't want to be depressed. But eventually I realized that looking at the news is what makes a change. It's what spreads change, being educated about all the issues that are going on in our world instead of turning a blind eye and living our perfect first world lives. I genuinely realized that looking at the news, educating myself on things like Black Lives Matter, anti-Asian hate, the LGBTQ plus community and fighting for their rights, it made me realize how much was going on in the world that people genuinely needed to help with. And some people just don't care. Some people have been shielded like I was for so long. And so I decided I really needed to make a change. And this this surge, I guess you could say, of wanting to make a change came last summer. So 2020 summer, quarantine summer, whatever you wanted to call it. And when I found out there was a club like HMS Cares, I was like, you know what? I am absolutely going to join this club. And if this can allow me to even make the slightest change in the world, even if it just starts with my school community, my classmates, I will make sure to do that. I will put my entire soul into doing that. 
And so it initially started with just a lot of discussion about current events and kind of just opening us up to each other. One of the best things I actually like about HMS Cares is the fact that we have so many people who are willing to support you no matter what you say, whatever you say, whatever you decide to share with all the club members, which you can literally share anything because we're so open with each other and we're so real and honest with each other and the advisors genuinely make it that way. It's also the students. It's also our peers. It's also our fellow classmates who we feel free talking in front of, who I personally feel free opening my whole heart out to them. And I know they're going to support me. Like in the chat, we always comment things like, I'm so sorry for your loss, or um, I hope you feel better, or something like that. And we're always making sure to support each other. So it initially started with discussions, and then we got working more into projects. One of the ones that I'm personally the most proud of is our racial hallway of healing in the Hillsborough Commons, where we just put up a bunch of pictures and a bunch of blurbs about what we think racial healing means to us and this was around the day national day of racial healing all of this stuff genuinely just makes me feel so good because even if you're making a small change in your community it's still a change we're all still working towards the same problem the same solution we're all working to find the same solution we can't entirely get rid of racism right that's not going to happen for a pretty long time but how can we at least try to change people's perspective of it, try to change the fact that, you know what, talking about racism is not a negative thing. It's not a depressing thing. It's essential to human survival. It's essential for human rights. It's essential for all of us to feel safe in this country, not just in this country, around the world. I think this club has led me to also so many other opportunities. It sparked my interest for fighting for human rights, and it's definitely helped me find a lifelong passion of helping people and working to make whatever community I'm in a better place and helping the world become a better place. And there's so many different small ways you can do that and starting to educate yourself about that, even taking the first step to educate yourself about what a movement like anti-Asian hate is, for example, or what conversion camps for LGBTQ plus youth, um, even for adults, because it's Pride Month currently. You know, whatever it is, whatever you can do to educate yourself about something, spread awareness about something, social media is a great way. That's actually how I learned about Black Lives Matter through social media. Just genuinely spreading awareness. You collect a larger following and you have more people that understand that there are issues in the world and want to help. So yeah, that's why I joined HMS Cares. It's an awesome club and I'm so grateful for all the connections I've made.